There is coming a flu pandemic. I think it's already here. I think we need to be very seriously concerned about it. What can a flu pandemic do? Well, let me give you an example of the flu pandemic of 1918. By October of 1918, the United States had been active in participating in World War I for more than a year. And while the declared enemy was overseas that we were fighting, there was a killer working stateside as well. Cities were gripped with fear. Schools were canceled. Theaters, places of worship, other places of public gathering were shut down. That month alone in October of 1918, 195,000 Americans died, making it the deadliest month in American history. The killer was none other than influenza. This pandemic, not an epidemic, an epidemic is localized to an epicenter, to an area. A pandemic is something that goes global and it begins to multiply beyond control. It was worldwide. Because of World War I, every nation was sending troops into the war and they were coming home with flu, influenza, and it was infecting every nation on earth. The entire world didn't realize that while they were battling enemies overseas, there was an enemy and a disease and a sickness that was plaguing the entire world. It lasted 15 months, and over 15 months, 500 million people worldwide fell sick to influenza, and 3 to 5% of the world's population died. Now, interestingly enough, World War I came to an end, and they settled the issue with the Treaty of Versailles. And when they were going to sign the Treaty of Versailles, Woodrow Wilson was in office, and he had the wisdom, I believe, of the day. And they were gathering to sign the treaty and to punish Germany. And Woodrow Wilson was saying that we don't need to be as extreme as the European countries wanted to be against Germany. But when they came to the time to sign it, Woodrow Wilson fell ill with the flu and influenza and could not get to the Treaty of Versailles. And the European countries put such a severe chastisement on Germany that it literally debased that country, stripped them, and caused them to move into such perilous times that it broke their spirit and it created a vacuum in Germany that, guess what, prepared the way for who? Hitler, which came and produced World War II. And so what we see in this is actually a similar microcosm of what is going to come in the last days, where there are wars and rumors and wars in this world will be in a place of turmoil and disease and pestilence will lead the way for a new world ruler. That's what I believe is taking place. And so I'm wanting you to be aware that we're going to become infected with the flu. I'm here to give out flu shots this morning. And I want you to have a flu shot. And what I want you to understand is the times that we are in. This flu is coming. It is an epidemic. It is a sickness. It is a disease that is going to strike the heart of people in preparation for the Antichrist, for the lawless one, for the one to come in. And it is going to cripple the church. It's going to cripple many people unless you get an inoculation. So let me help you understand what I am talking about. The first aspect of this flu is fear. There is a spirit of fear coming. 
Jesus said this in Luke 21, 26. People will be fainting. Their hearts will fail them for fear with foreboding of what is coming on the world. The power of the heavens will be shaken. And that verse, could sp- we could spend a lot of time on what that means, the powers of the heavens to be shaken. That literally means the powers of the heavens, uh, let's take it from a physical aspect, the powers of the heavens, that which causes day and night, the sun and the moon, will be shaken. They will be changing colors. They will be having dramatic impact. The solar system, the gravitational system, and a physical realm, things will be shaken. They will shift the earth. They will shift the axis, a lot of calamity will take place. But it also means in the spirit realm, the heavens will be shaken. The demonic realm, the prince of the power of the air will move the forces and with incredible signs and wonders that even the very elect could be deceived. And it will be so dramatic that there will be such a delusion over people and there will be such fear that people will be crippled by this fear. It's already happening. If you don't understand it, you haven't talked to anybody that's under 15 years old. You might think you're fine because you grew up in a season when you could uh, ride your bike down the street, you could go to the mall, you could play till the lights came on. Our children cannot. Our children are gripped with fear. Our children are being raised where they're watching day by day that they can't go to amusement parks. They can't even go to school without the fear of someone shooting them down and killing them. They're afraid that the enemy's going to come and bomb them and so forth. There is a spirit of fear. If it hasn't gripped you, it's gripped your children. you got to wake up, people. A spirit of fear is crippling this nation. And if the people of peace cannot be settled in a time of fear, who can they look to to direct them through it? You need an inoculation. We've got to break, first of all, the spirit of fear. Secondly, what is going to come are the lies, the lying spirits. There is a power of lying that is coming over the world. It's not just our nation anymore. I know Trump wants to make America great. That's good. But this is a global economy, a global world, and a global situation that you cannot lock out. And the Spirit is as in the days of Noah. That means one language, one government, one people. That's already happening. And you need to realize there is a lying spirit going on that we are all being influenced by. If you're getting your information from TV, radio, or the news, even the internet, you're being lied to regularly. If you're not grounded in the Word of God, which is truth, then you will be deceived because there is a spirit of deception coming that is so powerful and so amazing that you are going to shudder in what you know to be true. The heavens are going to be shaken. You understand what I'm talking about? This is cataclysmic. We've been prepped for it in our movies Movies are always prophetic and and they speak about what's coming. They're preparing the population to understand that there is a cataclysmic event happening in the heavenlies. And don't be surprised if things start showing up from the heavenlies and appearing and so forth. All this is demonic activity that is taking place to where the powers of the heaven are going to be shaken. That's not only physically and in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm, the prince of the power of the air, the demonic realm, and those principalities are going to shake loose from the heavens and infiltrate this planet. As Jesus said, it will be as in the days of Noah. And we're not talking after the flood. We're talking before the flood. 
to when it was so wicked and vile and there was such a transmigration between the heavenly realm and the demonic realm into the earth realm, God had to destroy it to save the human race. This isn't a little white lie. This is devastation. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 and 10. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and what? Lying wonders. With all unrighteous or wicked deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. So the only remedy is truth for these lies. They are lying deceptions delusions. And so what you see in front of your eyes, it looks real, it sounds real, tastes real, it can seem real. It will be so utterly incredible that it would even shake the foundations of what you know to be true and you're just going to have to hold on to what is true despite what you see. That's what's going on here. We've been grooming our children and we've been grooming our populations for this kind of a spiritual invasion. What is the entertainment with all the aliens, with all the monsters, with all the creatures and human beings that are morphing into other realizations? Again, as the days of Noah, it's no different from when the angels mingled with man. Now, I'm not here to bring you a downer. I'm here to get you inoculated. I'm here to get you through this thing. Amen? The flu's here. So great fear. Many of you feel that fear. You know that fear. Many of you have been lied and you're eating the lie, you're believing the lie, and you're wondering if there is a God. And last of all, we have unrighteousness that is upon the earth. This epidemic, there is fear, there are lying spirits, and last of all, a spirit of unrighteousness. Matthew 24, verse 12 says this, And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, choosing love for self over a love for God. I believe more than anything, he's speaking that to the church. Because the lost are already lost. They're already unrighteous. So he's saying there's an unrighteousness that is coming. It will increase. And the love of many will grow cold. There's a coldness in our culture. How many of you know that? There's a, a lack of love. Though people are saying you're not loving, they're calling the church haters But we're ones who are representing true love. A love that cares. A love that's saying this lifestyle is not sustainable. It's going to kill you if you increase. A love that's saying these laws that you're trying to pass are going to do damage to our culture and the well-being of our family. And it's not sustainable. But they're only looking for what is self-pleasing. And it's invading the church as well to where we can have a grace, to where we can do whatever we want to do and uh, still have the love of God on us. And it's an unrighteousness and our love for God is growing cold. It's hard to get a group of believers to truly pour out their passion and love for Jesus. But the church is growing cold. And so the flu is here. And this is a pandemic. It's happening around the world. But how many of you know there's a solution for this? So first of all, what Jesus is going to do is He's going to come into His church and He's going to check your temperature. And as He's going to see if you have the flu or not, do you have a spirit of fear? Are you believing the lies? Are you living in unrighteousness? Jesus wants to take out the thermometer and check your temperature. He did it long ago to the seven churches. As He went, He said this, I know your, what? Works. 
And as he checked the temperature of each church, he began to call out the sickness and the disease that was there. You've lost your first love, Ephesus. You've got the flu. You're loving other things more than me. Then we know ultimately when he came to Laodicea, he says, well, this thing ain't even working. I'd rather have you hot or cold, but I can't even read a temperature off of you. You're the same, you're the same temperature as the culture you're living in. You're no different. You've absorbed the same attitude of the culture. Oh, God, help us that we would not become the same temperature as our culture. He said, I need you on fire. I need you hot. Or I need you cool and refreshing. I've tasted and this is not tasting well. And so you've got the flu. And God is checking our hearts. Do we have the flu here this morning? Is there a spirit of fear governing your life and your decisions? Is there a lying spirit that you've been believing about yourself, about the Word of God, doubting, wondering, and if God is still real, if God is still true, if God would still answer prayers? Is there a lying spirit that you're believing that do we really have to believe all that the Word of God says? And last of all, is there some level of unrighteousness that we're living in? He gave us His all to sanctify us and make us holy and live in that holiness. So what we need is a remedy. Amen? And so... Please, what is the remedy for fear? Does anybody know? Love. John tells us, perfect or complete love casts out all fear. And so the remedy to our fear in this age, in this hour, is that God said, expect what's coming. He told us it's coming. Now, we've invented an idea that we're just going to get out of it by a rapture and get out of it when it gets rough. I love Americans. Americans want the rapture when anything troubling comes. Talk to the church in China. Talk to the church in Russia. Talk to the church in the Sudan. And find out if they escaped the tribulation of giving their lives for the gospel. So the remedy, my brothers and sisters, is not a rapture, but a fire-on-fire church in the midst of tribulation that loves Jesus and is willing to give its life for the gospel. So the remedy is a love that's perfected and completed in us, and he's the perfect one that can bring a love. The next part of your inoculation, what is the remedy for lies? Truth, right? Where there is a lie, truth will demolish it. Darkness cannot stay when light has entered in. Darkness is absence of light. Light is the reality, and so it is with lies, Lies are the absence of what is truth. When you come with the truth, you dispel the lies. It can't stay there. It can't harbor there. So I don't know what lies you're believing. I don't know what deception has come and veiled your eyes. But if you would gaze into the Word of God and His truth, He will lead you, the Spirit will lead you into all truth. And break all the lies. I pray you pray that from now on in your morning devotions, in your afternoon prayers, and in your evening bedtime prayers. You pray, oh God, lead me into truth. Speak truth to me at all times. Last of all, the third remedy of unrighteousness is obedience. Obedience. This is an aspect of the Great Commission that we have basically lost. The Great Commission, if I were to ask you what it is, many would say it means to go. That's not the whole thing. What is it to do? It is to go and make disciples of all nations or all ethnos, all people groups. 
Go. They didn't even comprehend it when Jesus said it to them at that time. They just thought they were going to go find all the Jews in all the different countries and preach to them this gospel. What they didn't realize is Jesus said, go into all ethnos and all people groups and make them disciples. This gospel's for every human being, every living creature. But that's not the end of this gospel. He says that once you've made them disciples, you are to do one thing. Teach them to obey all that I have commanded you. Do you know the commands of Jesus? To obey all that he said. Love your enemies. Love all others. Esteem others more highly than yourself. We could go to a list of all of the things that we're to obey the Lord. And obedience is better than sacrifice. You can get religious all you want, but God wants an obedient heart. If you have obedience under the word of God and you're living under its authority all day, your life will be better. And so these three things are the key to breaking this flu pandemic that's coming to this world. The world will be lost without it. But if you could leave them with the love of Jesus Christ, teaching them the truth and walking in obedience to Christ, they will find relief and remedy. What happened in 1918 to remedy the situation for this world pandemic of the flu? They did three things immediately. One is they immediately cared. People would give themselves, the American Red Cross people, churches, Christians, flooded the nation, put on gloves, put on masks, and began to care for other people who were sick. It's the compassion of Jesus Christ. When you see a brother or a sister who's under the spell of the flu that is a pandemic, that they have fear, that they are being lied to, or that they are living in unrighteousness, go to them and love on them and care for them and help them out of this sickness and disease that is literally going to be a pandemic across the nation and the world. Secondly, they had to identify the strain of virus. What is this particular? Many called it the the Spanish flu. So they had to isolate that strain and begin to inoculate and find out what is the strain, what is the problem. We know where the problem's coming from. It is an unleashing of the satanic spirit upon this planet. And they need help. We understand where it's coming from. Thirdly, they had to cause great restrictions. Now, people who are lawless do not like restrictions. But when you're under such sickness and disease of spreading it so easily, everybody began to understand we need to restrict the movement of this virus. We need to get what? Clean. We need to keep it away. I am telling you that in the midst of these last days where sin abounds, grace is going to much more abound. And the Bible tells us that there is going to be a greater revival, the greatest revival the world has ever known. Why? Because people are going to realize, I've been under fear, I've been lied to, and there is such unrighteousness and sin that is abounding. I need to go find myself a safe place. And they're going to come to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ so that they can get repaired, healed, restored, and come into salvation. The church needs to move into the restrictions of obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ to break a spirit of lawlessness. The church needs to understand the truth so that we can cut the lies that are happening and infecting everybody. And the church needs to, last of all, immediately care and love for the Lord Jesus Christ to break the spirit of fear that's on everybody here. I conclude this morning with this verse that is a remedy to all of this. 
It's found in Hebrews 10, 25 and 26, and it says this. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to do good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is in the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day appearing. You see, the remedy to the flu epidemic that's coming is this. Spur one another on. Encourage one another. The King James says spur. Do you know what spurs are used for? You poke each other. Prod each other. Who are you? You're not my boss. What are you telling me what to do? I am trying to spur you on to righteousness because you got the flu. I can see it all over you. You're in fear. You're believing a lie. And you're living in unrighteousness. You need to get inoculated with a love for Jesus Christ and the truth of God's Word and start putting a restriction on your life and move in obedience to what God has called you to do. So let's meet together, speaking each other love and spurring one another on because the day is approaching when the flu pandemic is coming.